welcome to Shaking Up New, the podcast which has survived a week of street riots, harsh COVID lockdowns and earthquakes, and is now in preparations for the land steel invasion and super volcanoes. I'm your doomsday prepping host, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who lives that bunker life 24-7, yo, it's Mr. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? I'm good, I'm surviving on pee-filled balloon bags, um, and anytime someone gets close, I piff them at them. Like, what the That's... fuck is wrong with the people fucking piffing pee, ba- pee balloons at people? It's yeah, it's the pee balloons, it's the, uh, you know, doing bumps in the alleyways. It's, it's all happening, mate. <laughs> I fucking loved that analogy from playing Formula One with you during the week. We won't get the jab, but we'll put the shit up our nose. <laughs> yep, it's uh, it's all happening here. So um, if you're not living in Melbourne, you are missing the fuck out. It is, uh, it's like the biggest music festival of your life, all rolled into one giant city it's all happening at one time but no music so we need music oh no wait they did horses on the bridge so yeah that was fun yeah Um, great yes (laughs) well we are here we are back for another week we're going to be talking about video games and the video game news let's talk about the thing that happened almost you know less than an hour ago it was nintendo direct uh their regular conference for september uh came through now there's a lot of crap news in here a lot of you know hey this game's coming we told you about last time so i'm not going to go into that um i will just talk about some of the big things that came through uh first cap off the rank uh nintendo switch online plus the uh, expansion pack has been announced which includes the nintendo 64 and sega genesis games so there's a huge array of Nintendo 64 games for all those fans of games that haven't, you know, recently purchased ones that have been emulated or just fans of emulators on the internet, which are pretty much free. Um, so all of those games are available and will be coming out soon. Uh, Sega Genesis was probably the more exciting range, uh, cause it had, uh, Castlevania, Echo the Dolphin, uh, Contra, uh, Golden Axe. Those are the, the types of games that I really want to play. Echo um, the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin, what a game that was. Um, so yes, that was, uh, that was pretty big news. They also announced, uh, an expansion or a DLC, uh, for Monster Hunter. So if you're into the Monster Hunter Rise universe, um, they've got new DLC, uh, paid DLC coming through called Sunbreak, uh, which looks pretty cool as well. But the big piece of news, uh, Mr. Duty Dutrum, is we are getting a Super Mario movie. Now, we are by elimination. <laughs> by eliminating everything else, this is the only thing left to do. Um, they needed to uh, repay what happened with Bob Hoskins, and um, yeah, they've they've come out with a new movie which is coming out. We had, we didn't see anything about uh, what mm. like the content of the film. Um, we do know it's coming out in October twenty two, uh, twenty twenty two. Next year, uh, okay, cool. Was yeah, say, next yeah. year. Um, and we've got the cast names that were listed, so. Take this, with a, take this with a grain of salt. Um, we've got Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> uh, we've got Charlie Day as Luigi. We've got okay. a- Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. I don't mind that casting. That's I'm fine with that. I've no no opinion of her whatsoever. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, and for some reason they've got Donkey Kong in here as well, and that's played by Seth Rogen. So, boy, oh boy, what an interesting cast. There, I, I, I have, I have questions. I, I just have some questions, Fuzzy. And I, I know you work for Illumination and Universal, so I'll direct them directly to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, Chris Pratt as Mario. Yes. Why? 
don't get me wrong, I like him as an actor, but A, he's not a he's not he's Italian. not Italian. No. <laughs> B, you already have a voice actor for Mario. Just use him and pay him probably less than what you're playing Chris Pratt because he is the voice of Mario. Well, yes. Yeah, um, so the so the guy um, I think is Chris Menier or something. I can't remember what his name is properly, but uh, he um, he voices Mario normally, and he is in the movie. He's just in other like cameo roles. So yeah. Oh, what if, what if it's like you know fucking the Mario characters again travel to a different world? It's a multiverse. A world. It's a Mario yeah. multiverse. <clears throat> it's a multiverse. But when like they travel to a different world, they I don't fucking know <clears throat> get different voices. So Luigi something. discovers the quantum realm, and they go through. To, that's what we're we're coming to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlie Day is Ant Man <laughs> <laughs> with his um, strung up theory board. Well, that's the other thing. Like Charlie Day is Luigi. Oh shit! Again, get an Italian person. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but for Luigi, and I don't know why, and it's definitely probably not the right voice actor, and he's probably too old. But I think of uh, Magnum PI. Because strong Tom moustache Selleck. and tall. Yeah, Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's Tom Selleck. Surely there are other people that have moustaches or could grow a moustache for the role. Tom Selleck is 76 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's got a fantastic voice, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, Tom exactly Selleck. Right. Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or have, oh, like, hang on, we've got to keep going through this list. Jack Black as Bowser. I'm yep. gonna get you, Peach. I'm gonna make your mind out of a rick-a-doo-doo. It's weird, man. It's like, how have why not have someone like Michael Ironside or something? Like, he's got this, like, gruff <laughs> presence right. of a voice. Your fucking casting is unreal. So far, Michael Ironside would be fantastic as Bowser. Tom, Tom Selleck as Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> Michael Ironside as Bowser. Sorry, who was your, who was your other pick for, uh, for Mario? Oh, let me have a think. But you want someone iconic with a fantastic <laughs> voice and uh and potential be- plumbing experience would be helpful. Potential plumbing course. experience. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got to have that. Uh I'm going to go with <laughs> Marty McFly. I'm going to go with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's too early for this. Don't shit. like it. Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, what a cast! What a, like there there should be like awards for this kind of shit. Um, but yes, interesting. Jack Black as Bowser, I think is quite funny. Um, Keegan Michael Key, who I absolutely love, um, has done a, a bunch of voice acting uh, of late. He was also in the um, I think the latest Toy Story movie. Yeah, um, yeah, he was one of the. It was Key and Peel that were both like the stuffed animals. That's that's right. Yeah. So and he's done things like um, the Adam Sandler movie series uh, with the the vampires. Oh, Hotel Transylvania. Oh, Hotel Transylvania. Uh, apparently, yeah. those are quite good. Apparently, those are actually quite good movies. The first and one's it's, okay, and it's, it's like Adam Sandler's mates again, but like they're all playing like different monsters and stuff. Yeah, they didn't get to go on a holiday this time, so um, it was a, yeah they were a bit more focused on work. But you know, he's done a bunch of um, of different voices over time. He's yeah, I'm just fantastically funny. I do enjoy him. So um, so that'll one, be pretty cool. The big one is Seth Rogen as I nearly said Seth Green, but <laughs> Seth Green. There you go, is my Mario. There's me Mario. Uh, uh, but Seth Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong doesn't talk. I mean, maybe think of a game does. where Donkey Kong talks. 
Yeah, but you know, does Mario even really talk? He just says, "Okay," and like, yeah, it's a me, let's Mario. go. Oh no! Ow! 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 Look, ow! He says lots of things. Let's just be honest. English is his second language, so he's really struggling here. And yeah, yes. that's, if he can only get out, <laughs> it's a me. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you need to pay, pay pay Chris Pratt for that kind of money. Um, yeah, no. Look, I I think that's that's fine. Donkey Kong will be fine. It's just one of those. It'll be one of those movie things where he has to talk. And- you got to have Donkey Kong doing the Seth Rogen laugh. You do realize this, right? <laughs> Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I forgot about that. Um, there you go. So, um, look, October twenty twenty two, we will find out exactly what the fuck is going on with that. Um, surprising they didn't have like even just like a little teaser trailer for it. They just made the announcement, so I think they're very excited. But you know, less than a year away, you'd think they'd have something together um, to to put put that out. Yeah, I. Uh it's interesting that they announce it, but they don't be like, like it's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the word. What's the term I'm looking for? It's too early in the morning. Um, <laughs> to have a, like, these are the actors and then just little snippets to go like, yeah, it might little seem weird, trailer, but this yeah. is, yeah, this is what it's like. Yeah. So it is, it is going to be fully animated. So um, that will be, you know, at least a saving grace. So we won't have to see Chris Pratt and Charlie Day actually running around in real life. Um, oh, you never know. <laughs> it may happen if they go into a multiverse. Um, so, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing that. We are definitely going to be reviewing that uh, on Nerd. Everyone's now speculating about who uh, Waluigi's going to be, um, if he's ever going to show up. Um, uh, it's it's going to be, we want someone like Chris Pratt, but more wireless. Yeah. Um, look, they, they could potentially just use Chris Pratt and wire him up a bit, but <laughs> I'm going to pick Ron Swanson. Oh, okay. Nick Offerman. That's it. I didn't yep. know his name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick Nick Offerman. Okay. Okay. It could happen. Um, you know, it, it goes along with the rest of your casting there, Duty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for me for news. Have you got any news that you wanted to talk about this week? Uh, a couple of small things. Uh, Ten years after the launch of uh warhammer 40,000 space marine it's a it's a pretty fucking good game for a 10 year old game i did a video on it a couple of weeks back uh it is getting a ultimate edition uh and it's going to be a free update it's a free anniversary ultimate edition so for anyone who already owns the game you get all of the dlc um so that is the dreadnought assault dlc all the different chapters and stuff like that the power sword all of these sort of packs that were like you know if you pre-order through this retailer you get that pack if you pre-order through that retailer you get that pack sort of shit like that um, so you get all of those included for free, but you also get the full soundtrack of the game, a classic and brand new wallpapers for your computer, original manual, strategy guides, ringtones, collector's art book, collector's cards, and the launch trailer. Um, so mm. it's a free 10-year anniversary update. That game, we were supposed to get two other sequels for it, uh, but it was a THQ title, and I think THQ went under some refurbishments shortly after that. Um, if you haven't played it before, it's basically Gears of War without the cover mechanics and you recharge your health by doing executions. Um, fun game. Okay. We also have Fortnite leaks, thank you very much, that Tom Hardy's Venom is joining Battle Royale. whoop de doo uh, So it looks like you unlock the stoic Tom Hardy from uh, the Venom film and he has a in-game emote that then transforms him into Venom. So it's not two separate skins, it is a... Uh, it is a in-game emote that transforms them. Similar to how they worked on the, um, my nephew plays Fortnite, that they have a Clark Kent skin, and then you do the emote, and he rips his suit off, and he turns into Superman. Mm. Um, 
So there you go. Apparently, as well, the new Call of Duty Vanguard beta was uh, was open last week. Uh, it was full of hackers and cheaters. Uh, the game wasn't very good or new or inventive. Um, and the biggest thing that I saw was that there are it, it's set in World War Two. You use World War Two weapons. However, there are modern weapon attachments in this game, such oh, as laser off. sights and multiple holographic sights. I don't know about you, but I've never heard a World War II veteran say, yes, I had a Thompson and I had a holographic sight with grip tape around it to improve my accuracy. Um, yeah. Also, I think with this game as well, they've removed uh, the... <laughs> Fuzzy, I don't, know. I don't know if you know this, but there's been a lot of <laughs> World War II Call of Duty shooter games. I no. Think the, first one, the, the, the first one I played was World at War, which was shit like 2008, 2009 from memory. Um when you joined into those games, it would be like, you're the Americans and you're fighting the Japanese. Or it would be, you're the Japanese and you're fighting the Americans. Uh, this time around, when you play the multiplayer, it just says, your team, enemy team. It doesn't differ- uh, sort of say what faction you're playing for. Oh, it doesn't okay. say, you're the British, you're fighting the Germans. Or it doesn't say, the Germans fighting the British. It just says, your team, enemy team. That's it. Uh, and they've also censored out and again removed the Nazi logo uh, for a World War Two shooter, which is probably the only place you can have a Nazi logo. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a Taika I mean, Waititi film, like, but uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a <clears throat> excuse me, it's a World War Two shooter, like. That's, that's the only place you can have it, unless you're doing the Sound of Music, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it, it just seems odd. It's it's a little bit of a, you know, weird correction to make, a weird direction to follow for them. Because Exactly right, yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, part of the fun of video games is we get to kill Nazis. I mean, that's, you know, I thought we agreed to that as a society, killing Nazis was all good. Yeah, it's, it's, imagine like a, a Wolfenstein game where it's like, yeah, the Nazis have taken over, but... They they never had the swastika as a logo and said they had an upside down smiley face and instead of it being yellow it was blue. Like that was their logo in this universe. It's like it's uh, like Call of Duty is a when you you know, you go to a physical retailer, if you can now in this COVID world, but like you take a look at the you know, the the game case or online or whatever it is and it says, you know, M A, you know, this game is not for kids, you know, it doesn't say P G, fun for everyone. It's it's and it's an adult game that kids play and then tell you that they fucked your mothers on. But, like, yeah, it's an MA shooter. Apparently heads explode and stuff like that in this multiplayer. Like, it's a little more gory than last year's Cold War. And yep. it's like, well, yeah, it's an MA game. It's World War II. The, apparently the story for the campaign is you're taking out Hitler's successor, which sounds pretty fucking dope. Like, why would you alter and change history or... Like as shit as the history is, but it's just like, yeah, you want to shoot Nazis. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's, so, it's no, odd no. choice. It's very odd choice. Yeah, I, I, I reckon I will take a look at it because me, Ian, and Tom have been playing Cold War just for shits and gigs during the week and just having a beer and having a laugh. So whether we take a look at this new one or not. Um, but I, I like World War Two shooters. I like using a Thompson and, you know, the Brownings and all that sort of stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, no, they're they're a lot more fun. I, I don't like this this whole modern day attachments on that though. That that seems a bit stupid. Holographic sights on a Thompson. That's Boo! Right. No, well, that's Call of Duty. What else do you expect? <laughs> yeah, they, that's why we have Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Proper shooter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's all the news I have. Excellent. There you go. Well, um, yeah, thank you for that. Um, we're going to keep the news short this week because we've got a lot of games to talk about. Um, but, duty, we are brought to the lovely people, the lovely listeners, by a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. They are your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Now, have you seen the latest and greatest that they've had uh, on offer? I've not seen the latest and greatest. I do know that they have a lot of AEW. Apparently, AEW is this new wrestling federation that is slowly becoming better and better than uh, than WWE, and WWE <laughs> is quite upset with that because they have Chris Jericho. Remember him? And uh, uh, who's that dude that everyone fucking loves? Uh, CM Punk. CM Punk is back into wrestling, and he's gone straight to AEW, and people are losing their shit over it. Mm-hmm. Um so I've, I've seen all that stuff. I've seen there's been some new Ninja Turtle stuff uh, and some new Simpsons toys, which I think are done by the same manufacturer. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, they've also got some uh, some new retro toys as well. So Retro Falcon uh, and Retro Loki are available uh, for the Marvel Legends Retro Collection. So they've got a bunch of really cool old stuff, which looks a lot cooler than some of the new stuff they've done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's cool thing like the old school costumes and stuff like that that you can get. They've also got the Back to the Future Transformer Gigawatt. Oh no, he's out of stock. Um, they've also got the Batman the animated series, the original um, animated series, not the New Adventures animated series, but the the grappling gun launcher that mm-hmm. you can actually fire at a little hook and a, and a yeah. little rope, which is fucking sick. The oh, yeah. animated series Spider Man toys, which look fucking cool, um, and they also have. Uh, Todd McFarlane, the guy who created Spawn and Venom and thinks he knows what's best for everyone, uh, they've got the McFarlane toys and they have Warhammer toys. So they have mm. uh, Warhammer 40,000 and uh, they've got them in normal variants as well as grey variants so then you can paint them yourself. There you go. Wow, it's all happening there. Um, so yeah, go check them out. CultureShockCollectibles.com <coughs> for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Now, duty. We do um, have a couple of games to talk about this week. Uh, let's kick things off with uh, with Yell One. Uh, we've got Rainbow Six Siege, uh, some new DLC for that one. Yes, so thanks to our friends at Ubisoft ANZ, I got to take a look at the new operation for Rainbow Six Siege in Operation Crystal Guard. Um, so the previous operation added a defender who put down little healing gadgets that if people ran past it, they could, they could get a healing buff. But they also changed a lot of things with the core mechanics of the gameplay, such as making bodies disappear because it was unfair that people were hiding in bodies and sort of more stuff catering towards the Pro League, making the Pro League area calm the fuck down um where this opera this operation is just it's a new operator there's some small and in in my instance welcomed tweaks to existing operators and rather than getting one map that's been reworked it's three maps that have just had some slight changes to just make it a bit easy for attackers or defenders in certain instances um so the main one is um it's a new attacker called Ossa. It's also the first um, transgender character in Rainbow Six Siege, and her ability is she's an attacker that has a glass bulletproof shield. So the defenders have these things that are bulletproof shields. They slam them on the ground, and they lift them up to a certain height, and it just blocks a doorway so you can't see what's behind a door, and the defenders can hide under it, and so on and so forth. Um, Osu is similar in that regard that... She has a glass one that she that the attackers can see through and the defenders can see through. So if you wanted to see into a room without necessarily poking your head in there, she can slam one of these shields down and pull it up and then you can see into the room, but the attackers can see into you. So it gives you a bit of a, yep, you can see into the room and point out where, you know, there's a gadget here, there's a guy hiding in this corner, whatever it is. And then 
attackers from different sort of angles and stuff like that can start to come into the room. Um, however, differently though, compared to just a deployable shield, when she's got the the glass sort of the the her glass gadget shield rather than it being like a deployable shield that she runs around with it's actually a bulletproof shield that she holds up in front of her body Mm. and then when she wants to deploy it she slams it into the ground and expands it and it turns into a little deployable shield she can put it in doorways and she can put it in windows as well so if you're repelling off the side of a building you can put one of those on a window uh, and then you can see in through the window without necessarily getting killed Mm -hmm. the uh, bulletproof her gadget can be destroyed with uh, explosives if the enemy throws an explosive at it it will just destroy it uh, because it is made out of glass and this is the thing i absolutely loved because previously they made um gadget uh, defenders that have glass attachments like there's a character called mirror who puts up like a two-way mirror so you can see through but they can't see through yeah. um if you went up and melee it it would shatter the glass and it's bulletproof glass, but it would shatter the glass, so then it's basically useless. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, you better do this to uh, to Ossa, and they did. Um, so if someone goes up and melees the bulletproof, sh- the glass bulletproof shield, it just shatters, so you can't see through it. Mm. Um, as well, that's as an interesting you- technique to like to be able to try and counter <clears throat> that, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Like if you deploy something, it, it happens in. Um, in multiple rounds that I've played, but also in the video that I've chucked up that, you know, I chuck it on a window to take a look in the room and there's someone next to the window. So as soon as I put it down, they just elbow it with their gun and it just shatters the, the glass so you can't see through. Mm. Um, so it's she's, she's quite useful in that regards, but it also is a bulletproof shield in regards to that. It only goes up to about chest height so you need to be crouching to when you go past it otherwise your head's just exposed mm. uh, and when you put it on a window there's a there's like a an open free spot at the top when you put it on a window so people can easily just shoot you through the gap between the end of the window and the start of your shield yeah um she's useful however i think she's most useful when you're playing with friends or when you're coordinating with randoms if you are just playing by yourself you're, you're you don't give a shit what your team's doing you're just playing for the kills or playing for yourself she is harder to use because she is much more of the support attacker um rather than just balls to the wall i'm running in going nuts for it um so she's useful she doesn't necessarily break the game she doesn't have a gadget that changes things up remotely it's she has a gadget that allows eyes into the room without necessarily, you know, shooting a little camera into the room or without having a drone run in or something like that. She can just create a safe viewport into the room that if you want that, you know, if the team needs to, they can shoot at a little gas canister, it drops the shield and then the team can rush in or whatever. Um, we've also got some updated uh, updates to existing attackers, the character of Fuse, which Fuzzy, that was the character you were playing as at the Siege event last year. Mm. Um, his normal gadget is that he can put his sort of this uh, device that shoots grenades through walls yes, um, yeah. on uh, unreinforced walls. He can now do them on reinforced walls and hatches. That's pretty um, cool. However, it takes a bit of time for the for the tubing to sort of shoot through the reinforcement. Okay. And it also sort of sparks and lights up when it does that, so you can tell when it's coming. And when the tube shoots through the... Because um, the, the tube shoots through the reinforced wall to let the grenades go out. If you just shoot the tube, then it just destroys the gadget. Okay. Um, IQ is an is a original attacker as well who has sort of like a um sort of like a Batman like high tech gauntlet where she can check for uh, electronic devices being like oh there's a camera there or there's this you know fucking motion detector here or whatever it is. Her gadget has been updated now so that she can clearly see what the item is on her on her sort of her wrist gauntlet without having to know the outline of what the item might be. And she can also ping it so to tell everyone, hey, this is here. Hey, there's an explosive behind this door. So she's a bit more useful to the team, especially if you're not playing with a microphone. Okay. Um, 
Twitch is the op- is an original operator as well who would norm- who has a, a drone that can't jump and it shoots out a taser dart to destroy gadgets or to destroy cameras or whatever. Um, she's been updated now that at the start of the run when you're playing around with your drone so you can see where enemies are, she uses a normal drone and then deploys her special drones during the round. Um, her drone can now jump and her drone fires a laser rather than a taser so it doesn't have any um, bullet drop off or anything like that. Um, so it just makes her a bit more less OP when it comes to the drone preparation phase because previously for anyone who plays Siege, if someone picks Twitch, if everyone else has found like who the operators are, what room they're hiding in, Twitch can literally just run into the into the level and just shoot at all the internal cameras so then the, the team has no idea where anyone is, um, which I assume the Pro League complained about that. <laughs> um, shit, what else did we get in this update? We got some new... Um, we got some new reworks to some maps as well that gave us um, not complete reworks, but more yeah. of a slight changes to certain areas. So okay. previously, there's a there's a map called Bank where if you're down in the vault, there's like the traditional vault giant metal jail cell bars. Mm. They've removed those and replaced them with solid brick walls. Okay. Because um, if you get in a firefight and you shoot the bars, you get pretty frustrated. So they've made that a bit easier. They've also <laughs> covered the front street of the bank full of vehicles and tanks and vans and stuff like that because previously attackers could just run out as soon as the round starts, shoot someone, and then run back in before you've even moved, oh, okay. um, which was a bit cheap. So now they've basically just covered the spawn points with tanks and stuff so you can't spawn peek. Okay. Um, shit, they've added just more flow and stuff like that within the maps and just covered some little hidey peek holes and stuff like that. But it's... It's an operation that, or it's a DLC operation. It's the third out of the fourth for the year, so we're still due for one more. Yeah, it's just a new operator. It's some nice little tweaks to things without necessarily breaking or removing or destroying a, an operator that you love. Like previously, there's an operator that I absolutely loved. She is a new one. They nerfed, they changed her weapon because she was too powerful. Then they nerfed her gadget because people complained about it. There's nothing like that in this operation, I would think. They've just yeah. slightly changed some things here and there, but the operators are still useful and, and helpful. Like I think the biggest one would probably be Twitch in regards to that she doesn't start the round using her Twitch drone, she just uses a normal drone, but she can still deploy her Twitch drone once the round started. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um Yeah, review lines for this DLC, it's a solid it's a solid four out of five. Like Lovely. it's 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 more of change. a, it sounds like a quality of life <clears throat> sort of update rather than a, a major sort of update that you would put through. Yeah, yeah. it is very much so because I found the previous operation, the the new operator of Thunderbird was awesome, but all the changes they made in the game, I'm just sitting there going, look, you're making this go from Siege into a bit of an Overwatch Call of Duty-esque with bodies disappearing and all that sort of stuff, and it just pissed me off. Now that I'm like, all right, well, it's time to go back to Siege. It's time to take a look at this new operation and see what they've done. I've gone back to it and I'm like, yeah, well, it's still challenging because it's Siege, but like, it's made it a little easier for attackers or a little easier for defenders by slightly changing some things up. So then, you know, you don't immediately start the round and get killed because someone's run outside and shot you, or you don't immediately die, you know, when the defensive round has started because you know, some fucker has shot you through a pallet wall that you were standing next to. So it's yeah. just small quality of life things that I think will be really helpful for when people want to return to Siege when they haven't played in a while. Or they're seeing friends are playing Siege, they want to jump in themselves and go, fuck it, I'll give it a crack. And it's a little bit of an easier starting starting curve. Like, yes, it's hard when you first start, but then from there, it gets easier and you start to figure things out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that so sounds thanks, great. Thank you, uh, thank you, Ubisoft, for that. I'm looking forward to see what the last uh, last operation is for the before the end of the year. Um, and of course, with every operation they've released this year, rather than it being a battle pass, I'm uh, sorry, rather than it being a season pass, it's that sort of Fortnite esque battle pass uh, system. So it's about, I think, fifteen dollars for the operator. It's thirty dollars for the operator. And the first, like, 12 levels of the battle pass, so you unlock all these cool skins and weapon attachment colors and all that sort of stuff like that. So it's it's definitely a reason to go back and start playing it for the, not, not only the new operator, but the battle pass actually contains some really cool cosmetic stuff that you just can't get normally by playing the game. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I rate it. I'm, I'm enjoying it again. Yeah, lovely. That's great. I mean, it is a game that's been going for forever, so um, I'm glad that you still enjoyed it. 2015, I think it released, yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for that. Um, okay, so we'll move on to my one now. Um, I've yes. been looking at, over the last uh, couple of weeks, NBA 2K22. Um, now, I think I did give a brief uh, sort of overview for uh, this. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you did yeah. last week, yeah. Uh, it might have even been the week before. It's been a while since I played this, um, since we talked about this initially. Like, And this was... Um, look, I don't know if I've changed my opinion since then, so... I have played both versions of this, so the uh, current and next-gen versions. Mm-hmm. Um, and really important to know that if you want to get, unlike last year, you basically got a free upgrade. So if you got the PS4 version, you get the PS5. They'd give you the, the digital upgrade for free. You have yep. to buy specific versions this year. So either the, you know, the top-of-the-range Legendary Edition... Um, or there is a, um, a cross-generation uh, version as well. So that gives you both gens. So if you are waiting for an upgrade to the next console, you have to you know get that next one in there as well. Um, All right. Yeah, so it's just an interesting one because there's a lot of ones now. I think this will be probably the model going forward for games. So there was a bit of a sort of a grace period, if you will, for a game to say, hey, we're going to upgrade you for free because you, know, you want to play the game now, but you know, this next version's out. I think from now on we're going to start to see games go, well, no, you can buy either version, um, but if you want to upgrade, you're going to have to pay for it again. So, yeah, very interesting to see that model go through. Um, this year, again, I-, I would suggest that if you are getting the current-gen version, um, don't bother. <laughs> because right, it, okay. it is because it, it is 90% of the same game that you played last year. Um, the, the real changes to this game have been made in the next gen versions. They kind of have left the last gen standing where it was. So, um, yeah, just a, just a, a very brief, like, view from, la- for the current gen. It's, it's the same thing. I was looking at it, playing it, and just completely frustrated by the fact that I saw nothing new. Um, and yet this was a completely, supposed to be, you know, a completely different game. Um, they, you know, the, the real, let's talk about the next gen one though, cause the, all of that now, all of the next gen versions, uh, where, where they're focusing all the changes for. The big thing that you'll notice in, um, NBA 2K22 is that they are really forcing you into the pay for play areas. So they have the my career mode where you, um, craft your own basketballer and build up stats and play games just as them. Um, the or, single player mode. Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, it's, you can play multiplayer and all the rest of it and you get to oh, interact use, with other Yeah, use your, play. your custom created character in multiplayer and that's in correct, the, yeah. in the street and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, 
that's that's yeah. that's possible. Um, so it's it's it is just a I suppose your avatar within the world. You can build multiple ones if you'd like to, but it's better to focus on one um, because otherwise you you'll be spending a lot of time or money to build up stats across multiple ones. Um, yeah. Now, so that's that's fine. Um, so that's the um, the the my play. Oh, sorry, my career mode. The my teams mode is their sort of card collecting version so it's you build up a team um of players and you know pay for their contracts and buy them shoes and stats and all the rest of it but it's always like there's always a better more shiny version of that particular player or character um that you can get so you can get you know guys with quite high stats but then you'll get like a glitched out version of their card or an upgraded version of their card where they have better stats so yeah, you know, it's it's all very much a case of if you have cash, you can very much pay for those things and get them early. Buy all the uh, all the rare packs and shit. Absolutely, yeah. So there is, you know, you buy, and it's very much that sort of lottery based system. So you buy a pack of, you know, buy a pack of cards like you would. Um, you know, basketball collector cards, and you may get something good or you may get something shit, and um, that's pretty stink. You also have an option to uh, auction off uh, your your cards or buy other players' cards um, if you have something that would add quite nicely to your collection. It's a lot of money uh, within that, like you know, in-game currency, which you can grind out and and earn by winning games um or if you're wanting to you know beat the queue you can literally just go in and buy more in-game currency for real world cash which is Uh, yeah yeah, which is just they they, they've worked out this microtransactions business to a fine art it is really like you know perfected within this game I don't necessarily mind some microtransactions in games, all necessarily depending on what it is, of course. Yeah. But the I, I think, shit, the last one I played was 2019, I think, because uh, I think that was on Game Pass. And it's like, well, no, I, I shouldn't need microcurrency, the, the fucking the NBA 2K coins or whatever it was called, yeah. in order to get skills for my solo career basketballer. Yep. Like, I'm not playing multiplayer. I am just playing me in whatever team I was playing for. I'm like, I just want to level him up. I want him to have some cool dribbles or a cool dunk. And it's like, this dunk costs 500 coins. I'm like, why? Why yeah. does a, a slam dunk cost 500 coins? No, it's just, it, I want, I'm playing this as a single player experience. I'm not playing this to to play with Fuzzy or to you know trash talk some kids on the internet. I am just playing this for me. Yeah, and I hated that about it to the point where I was just like, no, nah, I'm not touching this. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that that is really the way that this game plays out. So yeah, in-game currency, like I said, you can grind it out by playing games, or you can you can cheat the curve. Like they they you know have perfected this style of play for many many years, and it's you know. It's not any better or worse than it, than it has been previously. It just is. But like I said, like the big thing for this one is like you can't you can go in to um, a, a sort of a my league mode um, where you can you know, build up your own uh, league and you know, play against other people or play against yourself. Um, you can be the commissioner or the GM for a team. It's you know, there's a lot of that that stuff going on, but it really isn't as fun or as flashy as the my career or my team modes. So, how is the how yeah. is the I know the big thing for me at the NBA games is the soundtrack. Is the soundtrack this year any good? Eh. <laughs> I'm I'm constantly <laughs> disappointed by the NBA 2K um, soundtracks because. Mm-hmm. 
for starters, and this is a, a really weird one to be upset about, but they, they censor all of their songs. Um, so, and they choose tracks specifically. A lot of it's like, you know, R&B, rap kind of stuff, which tends to have a lot of swearing it. So, and they, they censor it all out. So it's just, and it's just dead, dead air. So it's really bizarre that, you know, you'll hear a song and every second word is bleeped out. It's just so frustrating. Like, if you're going to put a song in there to your soundtrack, make it acceptable for all, all audiences or don't censor it. Like, make a choice. Just, yeah, it just seems weird that they did that. Um, but, and also it cuts out at weird times. So if you're changing between areas or, um, like, you know, if you're opening up a card pack, the music just cuts out. So there are weird times where there's no music at all and it just picks up where it left off. So it's just, I, I don't think they've done it justice. I think, you know, for sports games with good soundtracks, I think FIFA is probably the king of the good soundtracks because they have really good variety of music. It's played constantly and it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'd, I'd suggest, yeah, music soundtracks, FIFA has them covered. Yeah, right. Because I know the shit when I used to play Madden more than 10 years ago, they had very much like... Because, yeah, NBA is very much a a uh, R&B rap sort of genre where, like, the Madden games are very much like rock yep. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> it, it really tells you what the audience is, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. No, Covid and Camera and Avenged Sevenfold and all that sort of stuff like that on Madden. Yeah, look, I, I think there's there are some good tracks in here. It's a shame that they're um, poorly edited and poorly integrated into the game, though, which is... Uh, which, definitely lessens the experience that they could have had um yeah when which would otherwise be fine uh, but look i, I want to i've talked about the experience of the game a little bit i want to talk about the actual gameplay itself the gameplay itself is a lot more um i'm going to say it's evened out a lot more over the last uh the, from the last year this mm-hmm. year it's all about blocking and defensive players and boy oh boy can some of the blocks be amazing they're just as good as a really massive dunk so um, the shot blocking uh, and defensive capabilities of the teams are definitely increased. They're trying to really force people into learning skill moves and uh, different attack patterns and different plays and all the rest of it. You can run the same play time and time again. If it works, that's fine. But you know the computer will pick up on that and will adjust over the game to you know, defend specifically against those types of plays. So you have to learn multiple attack patterns so that you... And these defenders are right on you pretty much the entire time. They play very tight defense. Um, so the yeah, you won't have as much space as you had previously and they will be able to block easier. So it's I think that's a really cool component that they've added to the game, um, bringing in... Because like, it used to just be, hey, let's just make it all flashy dunks and big, you know, dropping big threes and like just really doing all these big, big power moves that look flashy, but then they've realized, hang on a minute, it's just this one-sided slugfest. It's kind of like boxing is in Rocky movies, right? It's just all punches and no defense. Like, this is the, <laughs> it's the same thing. This it used to be the same thing, and now we actually have it, and it's so much better. So, you know, I've built up my, my team to have um, to, a couple of really massive shot blockers that I can rotate through in the center position, and it's just great. So I've just got, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at once in center, just going swat, swat, swat. And he gets like, he gets half a dozen blocks a game, which is almost unheard of. But he's just amazing um, to have on the team. It's as good as having, you know, someone who scores 30 points a game. So it's good to have that balance in there where you, know, you can be a dominant team at both ends of the floor. 
Um, and yeah, you know, I think that's a, a bold move for them to move back in that direction. But do you have Scotty Pippen? Uh, I don't have Scotty Pippen yet. He's uh, he's next. Uh, I, I do have Michael Jordan um, on my team though, which is pretty amazing. A lot of my team is like you know basketballers that I knew when I was a kid, so that's great. Um, but yeah, so I've got Michael Jordan, and holy shit, is he fun to play with? Especially when he does like his signature Jordan dunks. It's just so good. There'd be moments where I pulled one of them off. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to watch this on replay like five times, just like rewinding it, watching it in slow mo. It's and looks great. So um, that's yeah. the good thing with these 2K games as well. Like once you get into the atmosphere of like, you, if you, you know, get past all of the microtransaction crap, but like as soon as you're in the court, you're playing and you know music's mm. pumping and the, the commentators going and the crowd's cheering. It is a fantastic atmosphere. Absolutely, it is. And look, I, I will say they've added in different um, different things for that experience this year. There's multiple uh, commentators, so it's not just the same guys every time. Um, depends mm-hmm. on who you play. So it's um, you know individual teams within the NBA have their own. You know when they're hosting home games, have their own set of commentators. Um, so they haven't got everybody, but they've got a fairly big cast of commentary teams, which makes for an interesting variety. You get different takes on things or, you know, different catchphrases that they'll break out. So that's, that's really fun to have that in there. But, um, yes, look, overall, let's just sum it up and say it is the same cash grabby pay for play that you have seen previously with a, a few new features only for the next gen versions. Um, but you know, it's still, I'm, I'm still somehow disappointed by it. I expect more. Um, and I'm uh, just, it's, it sets such a high standard for gameplay, but packages it in this big pile of shit. And once you wade through the shit to get to where you want to be, it's really good. Um, but it's the grindy nature. It is the pay for play. It is, yeah, it just everything about the game just screams we want your money. And after paying for a, you know, a top dollar game, like I think this is going, let's just have a look at the next gen versions. So next gen versions, $89 uh, in Australia, um, which Jeez. is uh, incredibly expensive. Um, and I think, yeah, current gen is 79 So, yeah, you are paying for you know, a premium price for a game, but you're only getting... And that's like the, the entry-level one. If you look at the, um, oh, what's the legendary, oh, sorry, anniversary edition. Um, mm. Let's just have a look at that. $149 um, on the the next-gen consoles. So, yeah. That, see, that's that's the thing that uh, I don't necessarily think it's a 2K thing, over, or not a 2K thing, sorry, a, a NBA 2K thing overall. But if you have a yearly release title like NBA 2K or Madden or FIFA or Formula 1 or whatever it is, right? I don't think it should be a full price game because it's like in 12 months time, you're going to get the new one, yeah. especially if you're an avid fan of the sport. So I think it would be cool if it was just like, a, all right, well, it's a $60, yeah, maybe 70 for the ultimate but, you know, whoop-dee-dee edition sort of thing. Yeah, but they make so much money off it. Like it just, you know, the franchise yeah. is amazing. Like I can see maybe like a subscription-based model. So you buy access to NBA 2K and then every year you get new rosters or new lineups. Like that's what they felt Ooh, like yeah. they've done that's for the last idea. sort of three years. So... Um, NBA, like, like 2K 2021 and 22 on the PS4 or the Xbox uh, One, they feel the same. It's the same game over that time. 
So that you know that one, if you're just going to put out the same game next year, just give me updated team lists. Um, you know, give me a few extra little bits and pieces. Make me pay twenty or thirty dollars, and I'll upgrade to the next you know the next one. That's totally fine. That would be an acceptable. That's, way yeah, to that's do actually it. not a bad idea. Having thirteen bucks a month or whatever it is. Yeah, and it gives you access to the game. It gives you fucking 1300 coins a month or something like that in regards to that and it's like yeah and you automatically get the next copy of the game next year like yeah. you don't have to go out and buy it or whatever yeah but unfortunately that's that's not the case they know how to make money and they know that they've got a captive audience because there are no other like nba basketball games that are out there yeah um you know they used to have nba live as a, as an opponent that fell by the wayside. You know, they have this exclusivity as far as the game is concerned, and they do produce a fucking excellent basketball game. It's just, like I said, packaged and shit. So um, I'm going to score this one. I'm going to give it a, uh, a 3.5. I think I gave the last year's one a 3.5 as well, and probably the year before that too, because, to be honest, they're just not doing enough with with the magical property that they have. And, the the like I said, the magical core game they have, they package it in absolute garbage. And uh, and you played that on PlayStation, I would presume? Uh, that's correct. So, yeah, yes. yeah, PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, played the, the both the PS4 and the PS5 version. I will say as well, the PC version is only mm. based on the current-gen platform. So, if you're playing Ooh. on PC... It, uh, PC, Xbox One, or PS4, that's the same version. The only next-gen versions are on PS5 and Xbox Series X. So Surely they'll update it later, right? Like, surely it'll be like a couple weeks I, or a couple months later. Being like, I yeah, don't think go. so. I really don't think they're going to do that. So, um, yeah, I think because they specifically had to design it for the next-gen platforms, I don't know if it's suitable for the PC because of the changes yeah, right, they made. So, yeah, very interesting that uh, that they've done that. So, uh, yes, so there you go. The NBA 2K series. If you've uh, got the current gen, don't bother. If you've got the next gen, definitely worth a look. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's fucking interesting, man. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure they're going to do the same thing again next year. <laughs> I mean, if it, if it works for 2K, it works for 2K. Like, you know, it works for, you know, the Activision and it works for, you know, the Call of Duty franchise and all that sort of stuff like that. Yeah. So... I mean, you, we can't necessarily knock them for releasing updated... And for Formula 1, Codemasters, each year they release a Formula 1 game. There was no real massive, huge changes in regards to the core gameplay besides slowing the cars down a fraction and, what about the and changing the traction and the stuff The curbs. Like no, look, there was... Oh, yeah, well, yeah. that's changing the traction and stuff. I think, like, bit, you know, within the within the context of the, what they've done as opposed to the 2K, like, looking at those particular changes, I think they've mm-hmm. made more quality game changes and also experience changes within... Um, the Formula One series than they have with an NBA 2K. Um, they just keep producing, you know, they're like, oh, fuck, we'll repackage the city or, like, you know, the, the My Career experience. But, like, shutting them down, like, you know, pushing towards the pay-for-play areas, that that's not really the experience we're having with Formula One so far. It, that may change in the future, but they, they've become more open about the game and more embracing of the culture of, of what's going on of the people that are playing it than the NBA 2K people have. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit diff- uh, a little bit more disappointing. I think the F1 team do a better job of, of regular updates. Oh, well, then there, there, there we go. Well, there, there's the difference between a yearly release for a popular sport for a yearly release for something known as basketball. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, but that's it for this week. Um, we will be back next week to discuss yes. more stuff about more video games. Dirty, have we got anything exciting to tease the people about? 
Next week, thanks to our friends at Five Star, I'm taking a look at World War Z Aftermath. So, a couple of years ago, there was the World War Z video game. It was very much a Left 4 Dead-esque zombie horde shooter. It was a third-person shooter. Um, basically, it's the same game, but they've made it a first-person shooter instead. Um, so I'm going to take a look at that. If you like, you know, Left 4 Dead, Back 4 Blood, stuff like that, that's basically this. Um, but instead of, you know, how Back 4 Blood and, and Left 4 Dead would have the, the tank and the this and then that and all these special variants, rather than all the special variants, it is just a fuckload of zombies on screen at once. It's that World War Z level of everyone's climbing each other and all that sort of stuff. So that's going to be my review next week. Excellent. And um, oh, look, teaser for news next week. Um, there has just been an update by the, the team of developers at The Initiative. Um, they are partnering with Crystal Dynamics to um, to bring the new Perfect Dark game to life. Um, so Ooh. Crystal Dynamics... Oh, there, there was the... Um, Fucking early impressions hands-on of Guardians of the Galaxy, the new Guardians game. And, of course, like a lot of people are like, Avengers was a game. Yeah. Apparently, the new Guardians is fucking fantastic in regards to its combat nature. They're saying the game, like the best comparison to make for the gameplay for Guardians to another title is the Final Fantasy remake. Like, it is your controlling wow. Star-Lord, but you send commands, like, in that freestyling, button-bashy style, but you're sending commands to Drax and to Groot and stuff to do things while you're doing that. Interesting. Well, look, teasers for news next week. Let's talk about that Ooh. more <laughs> the next time. <laughs> Until then, this is Fuzzy Dad reminding you that, um, you know, stay alive. I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you fucking Luddite. Come on. And this is Judy reminding you that I haven't seen that film. <laughs> <laughs>